Welcome to Hindsight. My name is Derek. As always, I'm joined by my right-hand man, Brandon. And today, we are joined. I don't know why he brought you into this cesspool. I, I, I don't. Know. No, 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 no. Reese chose this on her own. Yeah. But made it, bad decisions. But this sounds like when your parent asks you, I can either ground you for two months or I can whoop your ass. Which one do you want? <laughs> um. No, I had more more than those two choices. I had like four choices and I chose this one. So, well, yeah, I did see the rest of our choices and it was you're literally this is so there's another movie that we're going to be watching somewhere off in the future where the nigga says to a little kid, should I whoop your ass? Should I make you get down or lay down? You got the options of getting down and laying down like these movies. None of them. Fuck video game movies. Like if my parents wanted me to hate video games, all they had to do was take me to the movies. (laughs) (laughs) so this week we are discussing the raw julia and uh ming na classic john claude van damme disrespect (laughs) the name of guile that that proud american first of all the proud american french belgian motherfucking cocaine addict that's right the nigga was high on cocaine for the whole fucking movie (laughs) <laughs> that's right he tried this, this very successful video game movie by this, the way. this dude still I mean I'm not going to say that um, yes I am yes I am I still don't understand like one fifth of the things John claude Van Damme says even in this movie like sometimes he'll just be talking and his voice will just fade out in the gibberish and then it'll come back in and I just have to plug in shit that he says it's like fucking Mad Libs, the movie. Um, also, I fucking hate this movie. Uh, I can't wait till we get to a good month, Brandon. I'm literally going to savor that like a ribeye. I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, this is I, good for me. Uh, this movie, the first time I saw it, I walked out and I told my friends because I was fucking 14. Street Fighter came out in 1994. <sighs> First time I saw it, I walked out the movie theater and I told my friends, this is not Street Fighter, this is Stank Farter. And I went on to call this movie Stank Farter the movie uh, for the rest of its day. So from the age of being 14 till now, I still believe it. It smells like a wet ass fart. This movie stinks to high heaven. Um, but I'm not the only one here. And so I should ask, Reese, when was the first time you saw this movie and what were your thoughts on it? I don't know the first time I saw this movie. It had so if it came out in '94, I was like nine or ten years old. Um, so I must have seen. I I know I didn't see it in the movies because nobody was going to take me to the movies to see this. Um, <laughs> um, so I must have seen it like around that time on TV, like whenever it came on TV on Fox or something, because my grandma did not pay for cable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so. I thought that I liked this movie. That's why I chose it. I haven't seen it in such a long time, and I thought that I liked it. Um, <laughs> I was wrong. I chose wrong. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. It, oh. So is it worse now than you remember? Y- yeah, because now? I thought I liked it. I thought, <laughs> uh, okay, so I knew it was a bad movie, but I thought that I liked it because I like bad movies. I love a bad movie. I love a good bad movie. The Room, one of my like legitimately one of my favorite movies. So, um, the but room. no. Oh my gosh, no. That's never that's never coming up on this show. 
We are never watching the room, just so you know that. Room is show. like le- legitimately good. Don't threaten me, Brandon. That's a good bad movie. <laughs> Do not threaten me. The shit that you put me through this month, don't threaten me. I will literally, we have a month for all the shit that we're going through. We literally have a month for bad movies. We haven't even gotten to that month yet. I thought you were already doing bad movies. No, this shit <laughs> just keeps happening. <laughs> Video game month. <laughs> This shit just keeps on, it keeps on just happening to no, we us. We made good decisions. We didn't pick Super Mario. I didn't pick any of these. I just wanted to be made known for the record that Derek, mm-mm, <laughs> mm-mm, niggas, mm-mm. Um, also, uh, Brandon, when you, how old were you when you first saw it? I and saw this movie in 1995 and... I didn't really understand it because everybody was had jobs and shit. It's you know, I'm a wrestling fan. So like I was you know, back in like nineteen ninety-two, ninety-three, all the wrestlers had jobs. So you had a plumber and you had the trash man, Duke the dumpster, and then you had like the IRS, the tax man, and everybody had a job in wrestling, right? Yeah, Duke the Dumpster Grossy and 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 IRS and all them motherfuckers. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm watching this and I'm like, why does E Honda and Balrog and Chung Lee, why do they got jobs? Like what they just supposed I thought they were just fighters. What the hell are they doing having jobs? So I didn't understand that. And then I watched this maybe a couple years ago for the YSL series podcast, like when we first started, like in our first year. And I hated it. Like, I ranted about it for two hours on the show because I hated it so bad. And then I watched it yesterday, and I actually enjoyed the film. I gotta admit. What? It was pretty ridiculous. It was so ridiculous that it was making me laugh. I was laughing the whole time throughout this entire film. Uh, And to the point, at one point in the film, I was like, so we're gonna have the biggest fight in this, we'll get to it. I was like, the biggest fight in this film on the Street Fighter movie is a gunfight that made me laugh so hard but then they... <laughs> so this film was quite hilarious to me and i have to give credit to raul julia and i have to give credit to miguel nunez and i have to give credit to ming na because they uh they tried. Sold out for this movie. They Miguel really... did what he could with some horrible braids and a bad Jamaican accent. I yes. will give him that. The nigga sound like T'Challa. <laughs> he, they, they, they took this movie and said, you know what? This is my time to act a fool. And so I'm an actor fool. And they acted a whole fool. You know what, though? Honestly, when Reese was talking about her experience with this movie, and I'm thinking about my experience with this movie. When you literally walk in, when I walked into the movie theater thinking that this movie was gonna be great, this literally how I walked out. But anyway, I'd like to say I'm Dreza, the black sheep. Give you play, step out on the light, come show off yourself. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. I gotta go. I got. There is literally no way that this movie was supposed to be Street Fighter. There's <laughs> no way that you can tell me that Chen Li was supposed to be a fucking newscaster. There's no way you could tell me that E Honda is a, You're missing a truck the point. driver. A truck driver? No, he's a producer. And yes, producer. I know the point. The um, point is they're all undercover. But guess what? Yes. They're really not because she fucking works for the newscasters. She works for the news for That's she true. she she was on the news. That's true. And 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 Balrog literally they fucked my now, nigga I got up. something to say about they Balrog. They fucked my nigga up. 
I got something to say about Balrog before we get into the plot of this film. Because what plot? Please go ahead. They may. Do you know how much money you would have to pay me to have a perfectly fine hairline and then have to cut my hairline <laughs> like that for a movie? He had a he has a perfectly fine hairline, and they made him cut it like that for that film. And he had to walk around with that haircut for the entirety of shooting for this film. He should have been the highest paid person on the on the set. Cause you're not doing that to me. Not for whoever this what's this dude's name? Grand L. Bush. Well, he yeah, don't know who he, you don't know who he is now, so Yeah, that well, is true. true. Uh, his last movie was 2002. I mean, so. I, I would have bowed out right after this shit. I mean so Oh, he was in stir crazy. Look at that. I don't mean to get off track. But you have that. to get off track with this one. So let's go ahead and do what we always do, which is read the uh, IMDb description of the movie, which is always fucking wrong. Like it has not been accurate once yet. Colonel Guile and various other martial arts heroes fight against the tyranny of dictator M. Bison and his cohorts. Let's just run down the line of what this game is about, which is what we do for video game month, because why not? Street Fighter is about... Two people, Ryu and Ken, who were both trained under the same sensei, who are fighting in a street fighting tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, if we really liked ourselves, we probably should have watched the Ryu and Ken movie, Street Fighter, Assassin's Fist. That actually has like really good reviews, but we don't like ourselves. Is that a live action movie? Yeah, it's a yeah. live action movie. I seen uh-huh. it. I just haven't bought it yet. But so... That's it. That's the whole premise of the arcade game. At one point, there's a guy who does a voiceover and he says, Thailand! And that's my favorite thing because then they go to Sagat's uh, area and they um, play this really great jazz music in the background. That doesn't happen in this movie. Um, No, because there's way too many white people here. Oh, so many white people. (laughs) Oh, they're all white. Oh, so, so I was confused about which Street Fighter this is fucking supposed to be. So this is supposed to be Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay, because Cammy was in it and DJ is in it who aren't in the original one. They're in the new Challengers. Um, was, wasn't DJ in there? Was DJ in Alpha? DJ Alpha was in it somewhere this. in one of the Street Fighters, one of them. Yeah, I, but I mean, they didn't call this Street Fighter the New Challengers. They just called it Street Fighter. So I was like, how the fuck? Did, and, and it actually now, looking back, it stuns me that they had already put DJ and Cammy and Fei Long and Thunderbird, T-Bird, into Street Fighter in 94. I thought they didn't do that until like 95 or something like that because time, it was fucking 25 years ago. Um, okay, so it's definitely Street Fighter 2 Alpha, and this is how I know. The movie internationally was called Street Fighter The Ultimate Battle. Alright? And then Street Fighter 2 Turbo was called Street Fighter 2 The Ultimate Challenge. Yeah, that's one with the new challengers. Yeah, so, so it's not it was Alpha. based on that. It can't no. be yeah, Alpha. Alpha because, came out after this. Yeah, Alpha came out around PlayStation time. Um, so... Let's talk jobs. In the mo- in the video game, everybody's a fighter. There's no other thing. 
Everybody's a fighter, period. And this, Sagat is the a fucking gun runner. And Vega is the only fucking actual fighter in the whole movie. He's a cage fighter. The nigga's cute, too. Like, I have to give it to him. When you <laughs> took that mask off, I was like, okay, I see why you're wearing the mask here. Okay, but you need to put that fucking mask back on because if anybody hit you in your face, I'd be hot. But, you know, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, also, they made him take his claw off to fight, which I was like, wait. That's not how this works. We're getting ahead of ourselves. E Honda looks like he owns a LL Hawaiian barbecue. Um, well, also, Sagat is supposed to be seven feet tall. This Sagat is like five nine. Five nine tops, but that's because John Claude Van Damme has to be the tallest at five foot eight. <laughs> um, Ken and Ryu are fucking con artists. Uh, let me see. Dolzy, I think they're fighters too, though. I think they're they are artists. fighters because at one point Ryu looks at Ken and says, "Our sensei would be so disappointed in you." Like fucker, you're both con artists. Like seriously, you sold guns to Sagat for one hundred thousand dollars <laughs> that have fucking Nerf balls in them. And when he shot the Nerf balls at you, because Sagat also turned the tables on you. The movie stops long enough to make sure that there are boink and boing sounds when the tennis balls hit Ken and Ryu. Also, again, the movie starts with uh, it showing in horrible graphics M. Bison taking over Shadowloo. Um, Guile is fighting with to free Shadowloo. Um, they actually have a picture of him and M. Bison facing each other on Time Magazine. Like, okay, that was special. Cammy is working with Guile. I think that's everybody who's working with Guile that we know of from Kyle Street Fighter. Knows. Yeah, who is best known for her bop, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Um, and Locomotion, if you're from the 80s, whatever. Um, they get to Chun Li, who's a newscaster. Chun Li is reporting the news and she sees a truck of soldiers pulling up and she's like, There's Colonel Guile. I don't know how she realized it was Guile from such a distance, but she was like, It's Colonel Guile. It was kind of like for those of y'all who watch WCW, here's a distance for you. When the wall was standing like five miles away and Hulk Hogan saw him from the fucking ring, it was like, It's the wall, brother. <laughs> it's the wall. That's what she was like when she was talking to Guile. Because there was like six people sitting on top of a tank, which I still don't know who does that, but everybody does it in a war movie. They're all sitting on top of the tank just riding. She's like, Gal, do you want to talk to the people? And he's like, no. And she's like, do you want to say something to, the, to anybody? And he's like, no. Can we get a few words? No. And then he's like, but I do want to talk to M. Bison. So he grabs the mic and then he fucking flips M. Bison off. That's all he says. M. Bison, who? That's all. Why does Bison not have a first name? Why is it just M? In in Japan, he was supposed to be M. Bison was supposed to be the name of Balrog in Japan. Oh yeah, because it's supposed to be like Mike Tyson. Riff yes, off. and so in Japan, M. Bison is actually named Balrog, and Balrog is named M. Bison. But in America, they knew they get sued for that shit. So <laughs> here we go. Um, so Reese, did you think that? Did you find Jean-Claude Van Damme to be a credible guy? No. He's supposed, <laughs> to be a, he's supposed to 
to be American. He's supposed to be like super American. He put, he's supposed to be like Captain America. And he has, he, cut, he, started talking, he started talking with that thick ass uh, Belgian accent. And it's like, dude, you didn't even try. But I guess that's what makes it funny. The fact that he is, a, he has an, um, uh, uh, an American flag tattoo uh, in this movie. Oh, he does. <laughs> and, and, but he's talking like that. But they're not in America. I don't know where they, they're in. They're in Shadaloo. Some I Asian country. Shadaloo's in China, I think, supposedly. I think, I think they said that. They shot movie. it in Thailand. They shot the Thailand. movie in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Thailand. But, um... Oh, they, they actually shot it in Thailand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. I didn't know that. Yeah, part of it. So, Thailand and Australia, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, so, Guile is also... I know you'll get to this, but Guile in this film, they make him so misogynistic and sexist. He's it's awful. Like, you know He's what? Like they were actually they made him so bad that they had to write it into where um Chun Lee grabs Tammy by the arm and she's like, He really hates women, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. And she's like, No, he just hates newscasters. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that scene was so great. That shit made my date. <laughs> like, how on the nose are we gonna be? He really hates women, right? No. He just hates newscasters. And Why are they writing him that way? He's supposed, like Reese said, he's supposed to be like Captain America, like the best person in the world. They wrote him like a terrible human being in this film. They, he's the problem. He's, he's like he causes all the problems. He's supposed to be fucking Captain America, but that nigga came out like Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And his hair is awful. His hair is red. Why the fuck did you make his blonde hair red, people? Yeah, isn't he like regularly blonde? Yes. Yes. With a big ass ass flat top top that goes out to his No, but I mean Jean-Claude Van Damme, isn't he blonde? No, no, he's usually got like black hair or brown hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's got brown hair in all the movies. I can't believe that. Like he couldn't dye his hair for the so they made ball they made the ball wrong actor rock that stupid ass hairline, but Jean Claude Van Damme couldn't dye his hair. He did. They just dyed it the wrong color, right? Or it just didn't go well with his already colored hair, like whatever hair color his hair was initially. I don't know oh, what yeah. color would make his shit look like that. But since we're talking about hair, after he. Ugh, <laughs> he really does make that sound effect. Hey, M. Bison. Hey, uh, M. Bison. I know you like to look at yourself on TV. So, <laughs> so <laughs> DJ, for some reason, I don't know how this happened. Guile takes the camera and starts talking shit to M. Bison. <laughs> oh, yes. DJ. <laughs> Uh, takes over the camera so that M. Bison is able to talk back to Guile. How does Guile see Bison? I don't know. I don't know. And then he starts trying to trace the call through the fucking camera. And then... (laughs) And he said he did it on purpose. And then when DJ is like, hey, they're trying to trace your call, so they disconnect the call because that's how it worked in all the 90s movies. They always disconnect right before you get the actual location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guile says, we're coming to get you hostages. And Charlie, we're coming yeah. to get you too. Yes. Oh, God. yes. oh my. This drove me <laughs> crazy. I was like, 
Nigga, you just you just got your friend killed. You, you got just, your friend murdered. Yes. I'm like, how, how, who the who the house has a name? Like who like you're supposed to be I don't know, he's some some sort of like high ranking military person. He's clearly in charge of all these people. And he goes on TV and he's like, he, he should have just said, Don't fuck with my friend Charlie right there. Mm-hmm. Because that's basically <laughs> But see also, that nigga in your hands, don't touch him. Don't touch that nigga who's in your arms. I see those two bodies on the ground. Don't make Charlie next. <laughs> but his name is Carlos. Like, right? Would you? Would you think? No. Would you go straight to no. Charlie? No. Because no. I wouldn't. Which is why I went through the rest of the movie swearing to myself that M. Bison got the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> M. Bison literally. Karen that nigga like he treated him like the cop street black people oh we're on the lookout for a soldier whose name starts with a c he's wearing dog tags that's basically what he did because he was like oh carlos charlie so I, had, I had three questions from this very wait wait scene. wait before you say that i just got to get this out real quick after we finish this i'm gonna go listen to some charlie santana sorry go ahead <laughs> I had three questions from this opening scene. One, um, who made Bison a general? Like, did he, does he just call himself general? He's a uh, is he representing? Yeah. But is he is he a dictator of what? He doesn't run the country. He made up his own country, mm-hmm. Bisonopolis. Right. It looked <laughs> yeah, like an amusement park ride too. Yes, he did. He did do that. That's true. We're going to uh, put Cusco Topia right here. <laughs> and his demand was, in case people didn't catch it, his demand was he wanted the, he wanted the, he, he kidnapped people from nine UN allied nations, right? And they're all so white. From, from nine allied <laughs> nations. He wanted a combined $20 billion from those nine nations. Mm-hmm. They were ready to give it to him too because they're all white people. people. $20. From nine nations, 20 billion. If you said, all right, we're going to take the nine biggest nations in the UN, America, England, China, like the nine biggest nations. And then somebody says, I want $20 billion and I'll do what you want. Okay. Okay. When can I send this over to you? $20 billion between nine nations? That's nothing. Those were just regular people. Like nobody was paying $20 billion for them. Oh, they were just right. They weren't important people. I don't think so. Oh, see, I thought they were important people that he kidnapped. Oh. And that's why he was holding them ransom. Because if so, why the fuck was Guile so hell bent on saving these random people that he's willing to get all his people sh- killed and shot up for? Well, maybe they were important. I didn't re- I didn't realize anybody was important there though. No, because- they literally carried that shit. They literally carried that shit like Dave Chappelle said. Hello, we have we have six black people. Hello? 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 Boy, you got five old white people and you want $20 billion from me? Let me put you on speaker real quick. Nigga, check no, this his, um, his next threat was to, was, uh, was to England that he was going to kidnap the queen. Who was still the queen, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, didn't, this is also where we meet Dowsey. And With hair. So disappointing. Oh my God. This was the worst. This was the worst characterization of anyone in the movie. Dowsey's mm-hmm. supposed to be like this yoga Zen, like this super yoga master from a- India. This dude's a mad scientist with hair. Mm-hmm. Like what? He's and supposed to, did, he, he's supposed to look like Gandhi. Got, 
Did y'all notice how he got darker from the beginning of the film by the end of the film? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. His, his skin tone shade. Because you know he's like he looked light in the beginning of the film. And I'm like, that doesn't look like Dowsey. I thought he was a white guy. Film, at the end of the film, somehow he loses his hair. We'll get to him. Somehow he loses his hair and he is now bald with no shirt on and he has a chain tied around his neck, I guess to mimic the the skull or whatever the hell that Dowsey wears. And he became darker. So I don't know how that happened. But Rashad, you can get back to the plot. If you what know. plot? <laughs> I mean, so, we can just talk about random shit on this film. If you nigga, want to, that might be more fun. On this film. Nigga, There's a point in this film. What well, You know what? I'm not going to do that yet. No, no. Bad Derek. I will stay on point for a few more minutes. So there is a point where you realize everybody works for fucking bison. And the reason why bison, the reason, the reason why everybody's wearing the outfits they wear in fucking Street Fighter, the video game, is because Bison supplied them with the outfits for no fucking reason. Also, whew, Guile's office just happens to overlook the prison where Ken and Ryu get thrown into along with Sagat and Vega. Um, so he's able to see them when they're fighting against 50 people, and he's like, let's make them undercover. Um at the point where they make them undercover, I guess they talk to him for like two minutes and Ken and Ryu are in for it because they throw them into the back of a truck and Sagat says, and I quote, this isn't over, man. I own this city. And then Guile, who should never be able to talk. Guile says, well, I'm the repo. I'm the repo, man. He means to say repo, but it's Jean-Claude Van Damme talking and he was high oh, as yeah. fuck through this whole movie. So he said, I had that well, quote. I'm the Ripper man. No, he said, no, he, that's not the whole quote. He said, um, I think he said, like, this is the collection agency. Bison. No, that's yeah, later on is... when he's talking to M. Bison. Oh. Yeah, that's where I blacked out. So then <laughs> um, they pull off with the truck and Ryu somehow gets his hands on a fake ass gun that looks fake and shoots fucking paintballs at Guile. Guile dies like 14, 15 minutes into the movie. Guile is dead. And uh, Cammy comes over and the medics come over and somebody takes his pulse and then they cover him up with the sheet and he's gone. He's dead. It's over. Bison finds out that Guile is dead, um, even though he just got shot by fucking paintballs and everybody saw it. DJ, when he finds out Bison is dead, Miguel tries so hard. Bless <laughs> his soul. Nigga says, because you know Jamaicans in 94, they just assume that they all sound cheerful as fuck. That's great news, General. Congratulations. And Bison was like, on the contrary, I mourn his death. And DJ was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> DJ was just there for the money. Right. He didn't have no interest in anything except getting paid. Oh, man. So then Chen Li, who's a reporter by day, puts on a fucking ninja outfit. This Chen Li from the video game, who doesn't do any of this, puts on a ninja outfit by afternoon or by dusk and breaks into, I guess, the UN because she's using this tracking system to follow what? We don't know. But she uses her tracking system to find another tracking system. And then sitting next to the tracking system is Guile, who's dead, allegedly, covered up by a sheet. She pulls back the sheet and sees Guile laying there dead. So she puts the sheet back over him, and that's when John claude Van Damme fucking pops up alive. Why in the fuck are you in your own hideout playing dead? 
Yeah. Oh, he said he knew she was coming. That's what he said. <laughs> Why? Look, first of all, once it got and everybody's gone, you should have just stopped playing dead right there. Why the fuck did you keep the same place you on gotta, your body? Listen, you got to keep the amount of people who know to a minimum. Well, when people you get be, back to your own secret base. When you get back to your own base, surrounded by your own people, Cammy's in the oh. other fucking room probably mourning you because you still ain't got the fuck back up yet, and you're just taking a nap with fucking blanks taped to your fucking stomach. Wait, didn't Cammy know? Wasn't she part of the plan too? Yeah, Cammy knew. You had to keep it to a minimum of how but many if people she knew, knew. That's what I'm saying. If she knew and everybody else knew, then why? No, everybody else didn't know. Only everybody his knew. click knew. It is his bodyguards knew. Everybody in that, everybody. So he's playing dead to his own army. Yes. Because you got to sell Until Chun Lee shows up and then he pops up. That's what makes him stop playing dead. Yes. There's no logic to this, Brandon. <laughs> Professor Brandon, you can't find logic in this situation. Why the fuck he's lying in a dark room with a sheet? <laughs> Motherfucker, I can't lie with a sheet over my head in my own bed. I start to feel like I'm going to suffocate. You are guile. This nigga's the laying difference. there calm as shit, high as a motherfucker. He was probably high. So, Reese, what'd you think about Ming-Na Wen as Chung Lee? Um, I like her in... I didn't like her in this movie. She looks better now. But she like she look looks better. real she's like she's a beautiful woman, but she looks so much better now um than she did back then and that's all I could think about was like how good she <laughs> looks at, as Agent Bay. Um, yes. <laughs> uh and that's all I could think about because it, she tried. It's funny. She was known as Chun-Li for so long and now I would never I think people be known think I think people know her as Agent May now. I feel like if you ask people, yeah. they say Agent May. I mean, you got to work hard to get the stench of this movie off you. Like, Raul Julia, he died right after this movie. He That's died fucked up. Release. Yep. <clears throat> like, That's, he, uh, he, not only did he have to do this movie, he did this movie with fucking stomach cancer. Like, that is doubly fucked up. Yeah, and it looks like it. You can tell at certain parts, he is just not well. Yeah. He's fucking, whew. Like, when you see, I just watched Adam Family Values the day before yesterday because that's actually a funny movie with hella shade in it. Um, and his face is all robust and everything. And this is the movie he did, like, right after that. And he's just gaunt as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading an article about it from The Guardian, and it says they saved, he was, like, super thin when, they, when he first got there because uh, he was... I guess taking uh, chemo or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and he lost all his weight. And so they saved all of his, he shot his whole part for like the, the last part of the movie so that he could gain weight. Um, but he obviously couldn't gain enough weight to look healthy. Rest in peace, Raw. You deserve better so, than this shit. The other thing in this around the scene is Balrog, right? And he talks, he talks about like how somebody fucked up his boxing career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, E Honda was like, I was Yokozuna until they talked bad about me. Wait, before we even get there, though. Wait, how the fuck did Chun Li, E Honda, and Balrog get in there as fucking magicians? How the fuck did they pull off that actual magician trick where she got into the barrel and they cut it in half and she was gone? 
Because they know magic. What you How mean? the fuck do they actually know magic? <laughs> one is a fucking sumo wrestler. The other one's a boxer. And the last one is a ninja slash newscaster. <laughs> ninja, ninjas know magic? What you mean? Also, here's the thing. Balrog in the video game is a bad guy. Yes. Like, they all... Balrog... He's like super... Like... He all he got, like I'm reading like his wiki, and they're like Balrog is self-centered, hot-tempered, arrogant, sadistic. He's a belligerent uh, pugilist who possesses an ins- insatiable urge for money, bullying mean streak, often refusing to take responsibility for his actions. Didn't he kill who somebody in the ring movie? in his in the game? Yes, yes, he did. He killed one of his opponents by accident. Okay. Yes. Who is this? Per- who is that in this movie? That wasn't Balrog. <laughs> that dude seemed like the ultimate baby face. He just wanted to say he just wanted to get revenge and help everybody out. And he also was a cameraman at the same time. Like, you know, he was a nice upstanding citizen. So yeah, they they you know talk to Ken and Ryu and they tell them after you know the whole magician thing, because Ken follows uh Chun Li into a tent thinking he's gonna try and get some because it's the 90s. And also shout out to them for hiring the nigga from Blood In Blood Out to play Ken. Can't fight at all. I just love these movies where they mm-hmm. hire white guys who can't fight, but they look like what they think this first should look like. Nobody can uh, fight because they didn't have worse, time to train. Who's worse at fighting? Ken on this film or the Billy. dude who played Billy on Double Dragon. Scott Wolf should never fight. <laughs> Scott Wolf should just take L's. If somebody tells them, I want to fight you, Scott Wolf, Scott Wolf should schedule a time for him to go outside and stand still so they can whoop his ass. Did you ever see Double Dragon, Reese? The movie? No, I've never do seen it. it. Okay, don't do it. Don't do it. We did it last week. Don't do it. This never. was better than that. It was. This is better but than that. I will give you that. <laughs> wow. A lot okay. less appropriation in this movie, surprisingly enough, because there was a lot of appropriation in this movie too. Whew. Well, you did. We did have so we had Ming Na, right? So we had mm-hmm. so we and, had and Sagat was played actress. by, and and Dalzine was played by, but then I don't know some shit. Just Miguel Nunez playing a Jamaican dude. <laughs> well, back then, it was Robert Mamone playing a uh, a Brazilian dude named Blanca. Oh, you know what? This oh, yeah, he is supposed to be Brazilian. That's true. I forgot. This has to be after the new uh, the new challengers because their T Hawk was in this movie in a extremely yeah, limited T-Hawk role. Was in here. That is true. Who? So, oh, before we keep going, we have to do this. Because uh, I meant to do this in the beginning, but I didn't mean to cut you off. But well, I did mean it. But I didn't mean it disrespectfully. It's okay. Um, can we talk about uh, our like if we like or don't like the video game while before we go into this movie? Because I, I think Fighter. that's that, that's like I think that matters. Like how much you played the video game, okay. or how much you enjoyed the video game. Okay, so me personally. Again, 90s kid, born in the 80s, born in 1980. Street Fighter was everything to us from like 1991 until um, all the versions, including the janky glitch versions where if you punch somebody hard enough, they fucking change it to another character. All the versions, the ones that forced them to have to change it to turbo mode because you they hacked the arcade versions to the point where you could do shit that they had to implement. Like literally there were um, versions of the game that were like the ABA. 
and Street Fighter was the NBA. They had to change the NBA to match what the ABA was doing because these hacked versions were making so much fucking money. I love Street Fighter. Except for the movie. I hate Street Fighter the movie, the video game too, which is literally the name of the video game. Street oh, yeah. Fighter the movie, the video yeah. game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Reese, did you like, did you play Street Fighter? I played Street Fighter a little bit. I didn't play it at home. Like whenever we went to like the roller skating rink because I couldn't roller skate, I would end up playing video games. <laughs> so I would play Street Fighter um, there. But yeah, so I liked it, but it wasn't like I didn't play it like regularly or anything like that. <clears throat> so the reason why I asked that is because what I brought up earlier is like if you played a video game, watching this movie, I feel like someone who never played the video game or wasn't in the Street Fighter might they wouldn't mind get a better kick out of this movie than somebody who does. Because like if you're any if you're even somewhat familiar with the characters. Of like E Honda, of Balrog, of Ryu Ken, and Sagat, and Bison and Gal. You watch this movie, and you're just like, whose idea was this? Like, who thought this was a good, like, who thought this was a good idea? But then I remember, and as we keep going, it'll be more and more examples of this. Is that in the '90s, what they decided was we're going to take these video game properties that are ultra popular, and we're not going to give a fuck because people are going to come see it anyway because it's ultra popular. This movie made a hundred million dollars. You want, yeah, <clears throat> you want me to tell you what happened? You want me to tell you what happened? They were supposed to focus on seven or eight characters, uh, just seven or eight main characters. Uh, the guy who directed the movie or who wrote the movie took it to like the produ- to the to the company, and Capcom was just just kept adding characters in. So that's why you see all of these like all of the, ca- the characters from the video game just come in, and they have one or two lines, or they just you know they're just there and it just fucked everything up so you have all all the characters are there but they're not like they're not like you remember them so it's just a, a big old mess i saw <laughs> why you do a hadouken with nothing that came out of his hand mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so sorry i had to do that because i was just curious about the game so um let me see so they meet Ken and Ryu, uh, uh, Balrog, E Honda, who are terrible, uh, Chun Li, and they and 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 they they're really nice to Ken and Ryu and make them feel like they're Ohana or family, as as E Honda would say, because E Honda is not from Japan; he's from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ken and Ryu immediately walk out of there and walk into a situation where Sagat and ba- and Bison are about to fight each other because Bison says, I will take your guns and I will pay you. Either I will give you a piece of the country. And Sagat's like, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know how much of this country is going to be left after this war is over, so I'll just take money. And so M. Bison offers him fucking bison bucks. <laughs> which, he, so funny. which he swears to him. <laughs> Here's the part that made me laugh. He swears to him are going to, one bison buck is going to be worth five British pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Once I take the queen hostage, yeah, that's the part where he said he was going to take the queen hostage, and I'm like, how, like, how does that work? How do you, how... <sighs> whatever. That is so much confidence. Like, I'm gonna do all this successfully. This is awesome, Doctor Evil shit from, <laughs> from. Like fucking... he printed money with his face on it. A it lot was of like, <laughs> it was and like he's handing it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> Later, it was found that Zangief was probably getting paid in bison bucks. Um, so they walk in uh, right in the middle of them about to shoot each other, like literally uh, Vega and Sagata on one side and Bison and Zangief on the other side. And uh, Ken and Ryu walk into the middle of it like the fucking beat it uh, scene where Michael Jack starts dancing and they all dance with him. <laughs> but instead, uh, Bison grabs Ryu, Sagat grabs Ken. Bison is like, how do I know that you're with us? And the only thing Ryu could do to say, or the only thing Ryu could think to do is point at the three who were just hella nice to him and be like, those three motherfuckers right there are spies. <laughs> and then he's pointing at the voice that's coming out of a box. And so he, um, they open up the box to see that there's a screen and on the screen is Chun Li talking about her history, whatever, who gives a fuck. And then she's like, I'm going to blow y'all up. And a truck is just rolling slowly down the street. I actually thought the truck was going to get stopped by something and not blow up because it took so long to roll down to the um, to that, t- that tent they were in. Idea. I thought it was just going to be. Here, here's, here's my idea. Fuck the truck. You already put a TV with a monitor or a camera that feed that leads back to the fucking truck inside of this tent. Why not put the bomb inside the fucking tent? That would blow everybody up. You you already have the fucking box right there. You had access. Why the fuck do you put it on a slow rolling truck? (laughs) This is. And everybody runs out. I don't think anybody gets hurt. Uh, And they get caught like two seconds late. They get caught the next scene, right? Yep. And that's where Ken and Ryu were like, they're like, y'all are some traitors. And Ryu's like, we are. And he keeps talking about his fucking sensei. He'd be so mad at us. So then Bison is like, all right, y'all niggas are really down with us. I'm going to give you some, give them some new clothes. And the clothes that he gives them are literally the red uh, gi and the white the gi white. that they wear yeah. in the video game. Are you? That's all he perfect. was here for. M. Bison perfect. was just here to give everybody their costumes. Exactly. Perfect. It was perfect. That was the best part. You had to get them in their gi. You even, then later Zangief rips his clothes off and somehow he looks like a wrestler. Like they had to they had to find these ways to give you that. But then after that, um they're running down a hallway and right after as as they're getting their clothes, there's a video map. And Ken says to Ryu, Did you get a good look at that video map? And Ryu says, only the left side. And Ken said, Good, because I only got the right side. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking convenient. (laughs) Nobody's fought yet in this entire movie. So then a white dude comes up to Guile and says, Guile, have you lost your mind? And Guile says, no, but you've lost your balls. And so then he's like, yeah, you're fucking fired. And so Guile does his pump it up speech to all of the soldiers who are standing right there like, he wants to fire me, but who wants to go home and who wants to come with me? (laughs) And everybody cheers. And they all start running towards boats and shit. And for some reason, if y'all go back and watch this part, matter of fact, I took video of it. I took video of it because it makes no sense. But listeners, if you're listening to this, y'all can go and watch this madness that for no fucking reason, they show um, a group of people running down the street as God is pumping them up. And then they all take off running down the street. They're like, yeah! (laughs) And for some reason, they show a white woman in the back of the crowd 
holding one shoe running down the street. I never figured this out. I don't know why it's here, but they're all in the midst of a stampede and there's just this white woman. <laughs> is that his just, wife or something? I don't know. I don't know who the fuck she is, but she's just like running and they focus in on her holding a shoe like, oh my God. <laughs> what is that? What was she doing there? <laughs> oh my God, a fucking shoe. Like, I don't know. I still don't know why she's there, but she's literally like the guy on the Chappelle show doing the robot. She's right. Oh my God, I got a shoe. I got a shoe. <laughs> I didn't Isn't that the military base? That's the military base, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the military base. So she was just there. She was just there. Like she, I think she worked with the dude who told him he was fired. But why also, she only had one shoe on? Also, he's Colonel Gal, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Last I checked, colonels don't lead the military. No. But Maybe last I this... checked, they didn't check. <laughs> They made him like he was the head honcho. Like everybody went through guile. Why didn't like, they just it, call him general? <clears throat> why didn't they just call him president? <laughs> I mean, guile is literally in the video game. He's Colonel Guile. He is. Yeah, he's I know. Street Fighter. He he is Colonel Guile, but he ain't got the power he's got here. Like, like what the fuck? No. And also, I do want to say that. Um, Brandon, you are right. This had to have been around the time of Street Fighter Alpha because Charlie is in Street Fighter Alpha, but at the same fucking time, I feel like they had to write Charlie in the Street Fighter Alpha because they said his name in this fucking movie. I feel like this movie created that character. (laughs) Wait, Charlie is... There is a Charlie and a Blanca? So in Street Fighter Alpha, there's a Charlie. He's a white guy with a mohawk who wears glasses. Um, Okay. And and he 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 he's just like Guile. He literally fights just like Guile uh, in every way, <laughs> shape, or form. Um, okay. But I don't know why they decided to make him into this Brazilian knockoff of whatever. I don't know why they did anything. But this is what Charlie's supposed to look like. And oh, they put okay. him in after this movie came out. He don't look oh, like yeah. that in the movie though. No, he look like Guile. So everybody from Street Fighter 2 was in this film except Akuma and Fei Long. Mm-hmm. And I know that I know why they didn't do Fei Long. <laughs> but Akuma, I'm surprised. Well, I guess Akuma's kind of a weird. They person. would never be able to fit Akuma into a movie like this. Oh, he's they a demon. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I would have loved to see the fate long though if they would have just went super racist with it. Oh yeah. Like, all they had to do is really do uh Bruce Lee. Well that's who Fate Long is. He's just Bruce Lee. Exactly. But instead they had um General Sakata or whatever his name was, who what the <laughs> fuck? Like seriously. Like what what exactly was his he he made it into the game. That's the thing that got me. He didn't do shit in this movie, but he made it into the game as a Who? fighter. Uh, so, was his name Sakata or Sakura or uh, something? Captain like, Sawada. Sawada, thank you. He okay. made it into the game. Okay, that guy was supposed to play Ryu. That makes sense. Um, he been but he he doesn't speak English. Uh, um, Capcom wanted him to play Ryu because I I think he's like a. He's a popular actor over there, um, but he couldn't speak English. 
And so they got the guy to play Ryu and they made him Captain Sawada. But I mean, at the same time, John claude Van Damme can't speak English either. <laughs> so I don't understand what the big fucking deal is. Well, he he was he's already a big star, so ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's that's debatable. Oh god! Uh, at the time, Van Damme was a big deal. John claude Van Damme was a star on his. John claude Van Damme was a star on his way down. They could have put fucking Steven Seagal in here, and it would have been the same result. I mean, oh, he Steven just Seagal's he had just did a big movie. What I think they just said he had just did Time Cop before this. Time Cop was one of my favorite bad movies of all time. And so that's how he See? got this. See? That's why they called him. I will give him credit for that. And he does some really good split kick movies. But right after this movie, I swear, is when he did the movie with fucking Dennis Rodman. He did Sudden Death after this. That was dope. Okay. Then he did <laughs> The Quest. Then he did Maximum Risk. Wait, 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 wait. What the fuck is The Quest? And and Maximum Risk? Wait, what? Nope. Okay, we're going downhill now. So we, The we... Quest is his directorial debut. Oh, that makes sense. We've reached the slope. Okay, cool. Cool. We are at the double, double team. I remember double team. Double team. That was the one with Dennis Rodman, right? Or no, that was one. Yes. With, yeah. yeah, that was with Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> See? No, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about how bad Dennis Rodman acts, even as a wrestler. <laughs> so for him to be in a movie was just, whew, whew, whew. Yeah. I can't wait till we get to the who will do it better section. I oh, man. Who? So before we get there, let's get to um, the part where. <sighs> okay, so there's a point where M. Bison realizes that Ken and Ryu really aren't on his side. <laughs> and so he's like, fuck those dudes, fuck those dudes, send them all to be killed, um, except for her. Send her to my room. Mm-hmm. And he sends, he gets Chun Li sent to his room where she's talking to him. And I just want y'all to realize that while she's talking to him, he's setting it up to fuck. Like she's <laughs> yes. talking to him so seriously and he's making drinks. And this role, <laughs> this, this line is literally, this part is literally the best, only good part of this movie. So I'm gonna be quiet. 20 years ago. You hadn't promoted yourself to general yet. You were just a petty drug lord. You and your gang of murderers gathered your small ounce of courage to raid across the border for food, weapons, slave labor. My father was the village magistrate. simple man with a simple code, justice. He gathered the few people that he could to stand against you. Smoking jacket on. Smoking hat. You and your bullies, (laughs) driven back by farmers with pitchforks. (laughs) My father saved his village at the cost of his own life. You had him shot as you ran away a hero at a thousand paces i'm sorry i don't remember any of it you don't remember for you 
The day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> the look on her face. What he said. Everybody remembers that. That's the best line. This like, is the best that's line a, the whole movie. Leg- yeah, that's a legitimately like, damn. <laughs> like, motherfucker, you have waited for this revenge your whole life. But for me, it was and and shout out Casey Stork on Twitter. That nigga said he didn't even give her a good day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking Tuesday. <laughs> Like, do you really think about what Tuesday is like to you? Tuesday is not close to the end of the week. It is close to the beginning of the week, but it's not right after Sunday. So it's just a blah-ass day. Wednesday is hump day. Thursday, you're close to Friday. Friday is great. Saturday is wonderful. Sunday is okay. Monday is that day after you go back to work. And then there's just Tuesday. Yeah. Just the most important day of your life to me was just mush. <clears throat> and then the nigga proceeds to turn off the lights and start the fireplace and start playing <laughs> freaky ass music. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. And here's the thing. So he's still talking to her. She's still talking. And he's like, oh, you're so cute. I know women. You ain't going to do shit. <laughs> and she's like, that's exactly what I wanted you to think. And she takes her handcuffs that were attached by a fucking telephone cord. Like, seriously, did I don't know what the things are called, but we made them into like keychains. There, there are these things, and 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 she just snaps them off, and now she has the the, the wristbands that Chun Li has yeah. for the video game. How did he get her in that outfit though? Because I can't see her just sitting there. Like she got her makeup done and everything. She had to get stripped down and dressed up for that outfit. And I don't think that was willingly at all. And I have no clue. None. I wonder why they didn't do her hair the right way. Like Chun Li had those things like over her hair. Mm-hmm. Like over the little puffball things. Uh, somehow, and that bothered me. Somehow Bison had her video game costume in his in his hideout. <laughs> for her to put on like he was waiting for her but so after she uh rips off the the handcuffs so then she just has the spike wristbands she begins to whoop in bison's ass up and down Mm -hmm. the block she's whooping his ass with yata like she flies across the fucking couch saying (laughs) yata and just starts whooping his ass and of course E Honda, Balrog, Ken, and Ryu come running in. They run in. E Honda literally sees her laying hands to this nigga and screams out, Chun Li! So then she'll turn around, look over her shoulder to see what's happening. M. Bison ran away and runs behind a, um, like a, a, a skate a door. door. Yeah, and it locks them in there. And so. They all start pounding on the door. Here's one of the best things. They all start pounding on the door. Uh, e Honda is like, Lee, let me get him. <laughs> so they all look at him. They literally look at him when he says, Lee, let me get him. 
This nigga doesn't do shit. He just continues to stand there. And then he's like, there's gas. That's the whole sequence. And then they just fall out. And, and then they just fall the fuck out. Choke and fall. Lee, let me get him. They all turn and look at him. He looks up and says, damn, gas. But before he says, damn, gas, pound on the door, pound on the door, pound on the door. Lee, let me at him. And he just stands there. So there's gas. He notices the gas. Then he starts coughing and covers his mouth. They all run to the other door that has holes in it. And start pounding on the door that has holes in it until they all pass out. The door has, like, the air through that door, like, through the holes, you could be just fine. But if the door has holes in it, that means it's dense enough that you should be able to break it. But you know what? Fuck this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, if I was Chun-Li, I would have stolen everybody uh, just for stopping me. And she says that she's falling out. I had him. (laughs) Like, (laughs) she literally says that. Um, So then... Uh, later on, they show uh, Guile, who is wearing a helmet, and he's looking all cool and shit. And he's, you know, he's looking all pensive. And you think, okay, Guile's in the Air Force, so he must be flying an airplane right now because he's wearing a fucking fighter jet helmet. And then they pull back, and he's piloting a boat. That boat was dope as hell, though. But why the fuck do you got a helmet to pilot a boat? I mean, you know, he, he knew it was going to blow up at the no, end, so no, he's protecting no. himself. The, the only time they pulled down the lens, the only time they pulled down the visor of the helmet, Reese, do you remember? No, what? what happened? The only time they pulled down the visor of the helmet is when they went in the fucking stealth mode. For some reason, they pulled down the visor to go into stealth mode for like five seconds, and then they pulled the visor back up. That was the only reason why they needed the helmet. I got a question. Why yes, was sir? he watching family movies? While he was driving that boat. There's no music playing. They can't hear the music that starts playing, the melancholy music, and then he pulls a fucking videotape out of his pocket (laughs) (laughs) and puts it into the VCR in his custom-made boat and starts watching a family video of him and, I guess, Blanca? I was very confused. (laughs) Yeah, of, of Charlie. Carlos. I was very confused. I did not understand that at all. And 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 if I'm on that boat and I can't hear the music, I just see you staring at a video that I have to fucking watch now instead of you <laughs> watching where you're driving. <laughs> so Zangief uh, is in there when they blast the fucking um, they blast the fucking uh, satellite or radar or whatever, Zangief makes a face like Jefferson did in fucking Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Just, and then uh, they go back to uh, Guile, who gets on the radio and starts talking shit to Bison. And that's when he says, this is the collection agency, Bison. Your ass is six months overdue, and it's mine. What the, what the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? What does that mean? <laughs> overdue. Your ass is six months overdue, why are you the collection agency? <laughs> why, why is his ass six months overdue? Why? Because why you should have whipped his ass six months ago. That's how a guy gets down. 
but he can not let people get free. This is what this happened when you free. let people fucking ad lib. Yeah, that's that's probably what he did. That shit uh, makes no, no sense. Van Damme is not clever enough to come up with that. He is and when that he wasn't cocaine. <laughs> the nigga was high. <laughs> yeah, he was a mess. He was high. Not only was the nigga high, let's just run through it real quick. The nigga was high, plus he was having an affair with Kylie Minogue, plus he was a fucking dick to everybody on the set, plus he would leave and show up drunk and wouldn't come out of his trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he ad-libbed this shit. They told him he couldn't drink on set and uh, he got mad. <clears throat> They got a fucking better, uh, handler to make sure he didn't drink, and he convinced the handler to drink. Who do you think he is, Christian Bale? Yeah. <laughs> He's just—he was a fucking mess on this. Show. Uh, he went to is Hong it? Kong every every Monday or something like that, or he stopped showing up on Mondays because he would go to Hong Kong every weekend. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't because know. for I've you, it's the Hong biggest Kong. day of your life, but for him, it's fucking Tuesday. That's why. <laughs> is this the part where we get the where we get the gunfight? This is the part where I fucking blacked out. I think this is where we get they get on the base and everybody's fighting each other, but they're just shooting guns at each other, and then. They, oh, this is the best part. Oh, fuck. No, wait. Before you oh, do no. that. Yeah, before that. Before okay. you do that, this nigga, after he talk, after Guile talks shit to M. Bison, M. Bison is looking at Sagat. Sagat is like, we didn't know that that was going to happen. M. Bison fucking covers up one of his eyes <laughs> and says, I guess you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> <laughs> that's great how can y'all not enjoy this oh, awesome. I, no I no. enjoy Raul Julia Raul Julia is legit right? legit good uh, that so is they, so fucked up they blow up Gal's boat right this is the funniest part to me then they show like the shore of like the water Gal and Cammy and the other crudos in the boat hop out the water and start beating up the bison people's ass. None of them have a scar on their body or a drop of water on them. But somehow their boat blew up in the middle of the water and they swam all the way to shore with not a single drop of water on their body. Their hair wasn't messed up, nothing. These are white people. So you know how they look when they get out the water. And then Gal sneaks in, right? And he goes, and he where he comes in is where Blanca or Charlie is. And and Charlie had, I mean, Blanca had broken free because Dalcine felt bad for him and started putting on Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream speech to make him a good person. (laughs) And babies. (laughs) And babies. And then Blanca Blanca comes out. Wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, let's just take a moment to really think about Blanca's fucking costume, like like the outfit that they chose him. They had all the money in the world for this. Capcom was behind them 100%, and I'm sure they showed him a picture of what the fuck Blanca looked like, and yet the nigga looked like a fucking Seattle Supersonics logo. Like, he was just green with flaming red hair, but he was still the skinny-ass white dude. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, they kept saying his muscle mass was increasing by 70%. And he got out. And he was was not getting any bigger. (laughs) At least in Double Dragon, they gave that nigga Bobo nutsacks around his neck. Like They didn't do shit for Balrog except paint him green and make his hair long. So we can give that nigga long hair, but we can't take Dalzim's hair away. Blanca is about to beat Gal's ass. And then Gal says, Charlie? And I'm like, how the fuck do you know that's Charlie? How? How do you know that's Charlie? And then he go, and then Blanca starts like short circuiting, like he don't know what to do. And then Gal goes, I'll never let anybody hurt you again. And then he's about to fucking shoot his friend in the goddamn head. How is this guy the hero of the movie? <laughs> Whose hero is he supposed to be? And then Dowsing rolls up and like, you have no right to do this. And then it just cuts away. So I guess Dow seems going to take care of Blanca like his daddy or something. Like, what's going on there? I guess. Maybe or he's, he's just going to release him, him into he's going to release him into um, Brazil. To the jungle. Right. <laughs> to the and Amazon. So, where he can bulk up and then he comes out looking like <laughs> Blanca with long ass teeth and all that kind of shit instead of just looking like a white man hiding in a fucking bush. Like, so bad. And then Bison hits the button to bring Blanca up to show off. Like, oh, here's my secret weapon. It's going to kill all of y'all. And so Gal hops in the thing. And so he puts up this sharp-ass fence. It's like 12 feet high around this, this container that Blanca's supposed to be in. The door opens. Gal does a jump kick and jumps over a 12-foot fence. And not just jumps over the 12-foot fence, but goes like you know how, like, on Mortal Kombat, when Liu Kang does the one kick where he flies across the screen? That's what Gal did. Or flies across the room to support. Oh, he's not dead. He's not dead. And then they get up. They they corner him, right? This is the funniest part to me. Uh, actually, this is legit the funniest part of the film. That was actually supposed to be funny. They corner him on this bridge, all of, all of Bison's people. He fucking pulls out a knife. And then the and then Bison's people start to back up, and he thinks that it's him. <laughs> he thinks that it's him when his whole crew is behind him with guns. <laughs> and, he's, and then he looks around like, "Oh, it wasn't me." And the look that was the best acting he did the whole film because the look on his face was so embarrassed because he really was proud of himself that he he thought he scared the shit out of the whole crew. So that that was my favorite part of the film. And then we actually got street fighting. We got we got. Gal doing the little flash kick a couple times against Bison against the wall. So this is the, you know, every time you have a movie theater, a, a video game movie, you have to have a scene where you get all your video game shit in. Mm-hmm. The only movie that didn't do that was Super Mario Brothers. And that's why that's the worst one of all time. But you got, Gal got his flash kick in. Ken did the worst fucking upper flying uppercut. He didn't even jump. But here's the worst part about it. They then took these same actors because they for Street Fighter the movie the game, they took digitized versions of these actors and put them into the game. So that same shitty Shorukin is in the fucking game for all time. He didn't even jump. He just went like this. He. And then Ryu did the Hadouken, but he didn't shoot nothing. Now he just went like this, and the guy went flying back. 
And then um, Zangief rips off his clothes, and then he becomes a wrestler. He starts doing wrestling moves. Ihonda rips off his shirt and then wraps the other shirt around his waist to make it like a, a sumo thing. And so he starts doing his sumo shit. He so does everybody. He does his video game move right though, the mm-hmm. hand thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does the hand thing. He didn't do the flying headbutt though, because they didn't want to spend that money. They only had one person who could float. That was Rob Julia. Mm-hmm. And then Rob Julia's getting his ass whipped. Fucking Gal punches him into something. He's dead. But somehow his sister, his suit has like a, a resuscitation. <laughs> yeah, resuscitation, <laughs> adrenaline, adrenaline, electric shock, all of that. It has like six or seven different perks. <laughs> Brings him back to life, and then somehow he gets his magnetism powers. If he had those gauntlets and shit on the whole time, why the fuck wasn't he using that to begin with? Because he didn't want to cheat. <laughs> he said he did say he wanted to. Uh, he wanted to fight. What's his name? Like a man or something like that. Like have a fair fight. He was a fair guy. He was a very fair guy. Like guys asked me, then he started cheating. <laughs> well, that's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way it works in every video game that I know of that's like this. This is not a fighting game movie. This is a action game movie. And in an action game, when you defeat the boss the first time, what do they do? They pop right the fuck back up with a full life bar and make you fight them all over again. <laughs> this is but a 90s side-scrolling, beat-em-up movie, That, but it shouldn't be. That's the whole problem. But you know what I noticed? The one person who didn't get their video game costume was Cammy. They didn't give her that thong leotard. Oh, I'm sure Kylie was like, fuck you. <laughs> but it's the 90s. I just thought for sure they would do that shit and objectify her in the 90s. Kylie was the literally, literally, as my as my son Kid Austin would say, literally the most famous person in this movie. And nobody knew it when the shit came out. But in Australia and in Europe, she was gangbusters. So her showing up in this movie was probably why it did as much money as it did overseas. She was like, nah, fuckers, I'm not wearing that. I'm not going to do that. And you're not going to see me jumping up and putting my crotch in anybody's face. I'm fucking (laughs) Kylie Minogue. Fuck y'all niggas. (laughs) That's just what she said. Fuck y'all niggas. Fuck y'all niggas. I can even say fuck y'all niggas because I'm fucking Kylie Minogue. Have you seen Locomotion? <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Blanca can somehow generate electricity. Are we supposed to believe that was one of this dude's powers? Because this Blanca didn't do shit. He was in the movie for no reason. Blanca's None. Oh my God. It just made me so sad because you know what? For everybody who played this game, yeah, sure. Over time, Ken and Ryu might have became your folks. But initially, your folks were Blanca and Chun-Li and E. Honda because their moves were quite simply tap the button hella fast and something happens. Yeah. So Blanca was my first dude. And for them to make him this fucking stupid in this movie when it was at the height of Street Fighter was completely uncalled for. I don't even remember what happens. Oh, I think Gal whoops his ass eventually. And then they blow up the whole sh- the whole base. But somehow they all make it out on time. DJ, DJ. Oh, the funniest part, another funny part was when Bison was talking big shit. And then he was like, right, DJ? And DJ didn't say shit and just slunk out and walked out the pack. 
<laughs> and then he breaks in and steals a, a treasure chest. And he thinks he's rich. Finds out that's bison fucking dollars. Bison bucks, why bitch. He, <laughs> wait, why would he think he had any money? Because he looked at Bison's bank account and that shit said zero. He had zero dollars. Um, he only had his Bisonopolis money. So I don't know why why was his name thought that he 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 was getting rich. Sagat so tried to steal that money. He was mad. And then, oh, this is also when Ryu and Ken were supposed to break up because Ken was like, what's wrong with you, bro? We can get out of here. And then Ryu's like, no, I, I have a bigger purpose. I have to help. And so they fight Sagat in Vega. But here's the fucked up thing. The whole Street Fighter series is based on a rivalry between Ryu and Sagat. Mm-hmm. That is in every game. Mm-hmm. And then they make this movie, and they have Ryu fight Vega, and have Ken fight Sagat because they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know any. They of that. didn't know that history because honestly, name one nigga that Balrog punched. I know he did punch it at the end. He got his boxing gloves. Somehow, somehow he got his whole purple got- suit. <laughs> somewhere he got his whole purple suit, and he found boxing, boxing gloves glove. somewhere. <laughs> Because remember, they were trying to get through the door, and Cammy was like, This will take a minute. And then Balrog just punches the shit and, and it opens right up to free the hostages. Uh, and then they get out. And then, and this is the worst part. This is how you know Gal's trash. After all that shit, they think Gal's dead. He shows up. And then Gal says, uh, She says, Oh, can I finally get that interview now, Colonel Gal? And he goes, If you wear that dress. And I'm like, She's a professional. Why do you want her to dress like this to come interview you? You should be discharged from the military for that shit. It's 94. They're not going to discharge him for sexism. They're going to sweep it under the table, but she's going to whoop his ass because honestly, her shit was much goalier than what Guy was able to do throughout the whole fucking movie. So Chun-Li was able to fly. Like, I'm going to just say, the way that she (laughs) went over that couch and kicked Bison in the face, she could fly. So God would have got his ass handed to him twice. Um, also, and then they had the first post-credit scene of all time. Oh no, no, no! Um, then at the end of the movie, where they all did. Oh no, go ahead because you might be saying exactly what I was about to say. No, good. I was just gonna say, you know, they, they fade out and everybody stops and does their end of game pose, like when they win a fucking match. Oh pose. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. No, after the credits, they show Bison getting resuscitated again, and he's back to life because they really thought they were going to get a a sequel. Yeah, what they wanted, um, they asked Guile to be, or they asked uh, John Cloud Van Damme to be in The Legend of Chun Li. They just knew that that was going to be the actual sequel. Oh, shit. That movie was planned all that time ago? That's what I heard. Like that's supposed to be the the way to fix the first one. And John Claude Van Damme was like, fuck you. So that didn't jump off. And then the worst part is somehow everybody in this movie by the end of the movie was a baby face, was a good guy. Except Bison. Yeah, I just I really don't like the fact that Sagat was like First of all, the fact that they should have had that nigga just talking shit all the way through. Because Sagat was just an evil-ass nigga in the games who would just laugh in your face. Um, but 
they he wasted. He used to laugh after he beat you, right? Yes, he would cross his arms like this, and he would just chortle like that. Nigga wouldn't even laugh; he would guffaw in your face, <laughs> and it used to piss me off so much because they would have him in the arcade near my house. They had it on like if it wasn't the highest level, it was close. So that nigga was tiger uppercutting your ass into the heavens. And then he would just laugh at you. <laughs> and you just see that continue screen. Fuck Sagat, but fuck them for making him so fucking weak in this movie. And that's the movie. That's the whole movie. Mm. So Reese, who's the MVP of this movie? Uh, M. Bison, Raul Julia. Right? Yeah, I think that's obvious <laughs> you didn't see it coming i'm sorry <laughs> i missed that the first time it happened but now that i heard it i can't unsee it the nigga literally covered his eye with his <laughs> that is so shitty who but yeah it's unanimous it's got to be raul julia who uh okay reese who if uh if you're gonna recast in 1994 or if you were going to remake the movie today, who would you have play Guile? Chris Evans. That works. Like, right? That has to be him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Evans could do that. What about what about you, Rashani? No, Chris Evans is absolutely right. Uh, back in the day, let's see, white people. <laughs> Nicolas Cage? He's too skinny. Yeah, that's true. John Claude was in shape. That's true. John Claude, I need. I don't know too many white people. Maybe um, uh, fucking Kurt Russell. He would have been too old. Mm. Back then, uh, you were in, how old was he? Probably back then, what, in his forties. I don't know. I can't really think anybody who would have played him back then. Honestly, Stephen Amell. In '94, no, now. Oh, no, I'm I'm in back in '94, like Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I want to understand what Gal is saying. He's supposed to be American. <laughs> That's the challenge mode. Um. Oh no, my man Rocky. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Fuck you. He's old too. <laughs> that would have been great. But you know what? If we're going to do that, then it would have been Dolph Lundgren. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he would have been a, a. He has. He, he had like that flat hair, too. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he looked like Guile. He had that flat hair. And he had just came uh, out with like Universal Soldier and all that shit. He could have done it. Uh, Who could do uh, M. Bison better? Nobody. No. What about today? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um what's that guy's name that plays um on uh, what is his name? Um he played I can't remember. I can't remember his name. I Raw Julius just stood out in this film. He was just so he was iconic. Yeah, like, that's the only thing great about this film. <laughs> you know what's sad about it? 
now that I think about it, and this really bums me out, this nigga probably knew that this is his last role. He had to. Oh, he definitely knew. And so he put his whole foot in it, like for real. Like that bums me out. Yeah, he had to know. He definitely knew. That nigga. Yeah, Raul Julia did did the damn thing twice. Period. Um, who else was a major character? Who was this? Well, I don't think anybody could beat Chung Lee besides Ming Na to me. She Ooh, Lucy Lou? Then in today. Ooh. Well, I don't know about they they like the no. same age, right? What about the, the woman who played um for now? The woman who played Go Go in Kill Bill. Oh, I, she yeah, was I doing guess. some upper level yeah, shit on Kill that. Bill. Yeah, she could do that. Um, what about uh, Cammy? <sighs> Sophia Vergara for a blonde-haired what? white woman. No, what's her name you, you from? Change um, the race. What's her name from Legends of Tomorrow? Um, oh, Katie Lots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she would be good. Yeah, she would be good. Yeah, that's a perfect one, Reese. Yeah, she would be that. great. Yeah. Yeah, Katie Loss would be great. Um, who else was... Is there anybody else that had speaking roles in this film? Yeah, E. Honda and Balrog. Balrog would be played by Drake. Um, no, he would not. Get out of here. Yes, he well, would. we already know who they got Balrog. It was Michael Clark Duncan. No, <laughs> it next one. no that's in 94, but now it would have been Drake. Drake is hub. He's a sensitive-ass bad guy. <laughs> it would not be Drake. At all. It would not be Drake. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yes, See that I think Jamie Foxx would be good. Uh, really, hey. I think you're just dissing Drake because you don't like Drake. I don't like Drake, but he wouldn't even be good at that role. I wouldn't take Drake seriously as a boxer. Would you? That's a, he's hub. He's like this now. Niggas on steroids. He's still Drake. <laughs> so no. Ken and Ryu. Who's gonna play them? Mm. Oh, Ken. Who's the white dude that can actually do kung fu? Channing Tatum. <laughs> there are no white guys. Keanu Reeves. No. He, he's the only he white can't... guy I know who could do kung fu. Honestly, that's that's why. Because he because he's half Japanese or half Chinese, I think. Which Chris Hemsworth. Can't do. He could fight at least. He, too he could big. pretend fight. But he did lose all that Thor weight. He he got off them roids. So. Oh, he's much smaller now. I think so. I don't know any white dudes that can actually do kung fu. Me neither. And uh, Ryu. Louis um, Tan. Louis Tan. I was gonna say that. Louis Tan. We. <laughs> He's like he's the every he's the Chadwick Boseman of like uh, yeah. Asian characters. He's he comes up every time, like no matter who they are. But I mean, look at him. What about Sagat? You need somebody tall. Who's a tall actor? Vince Vaughn. Are we looking for a fuck you? Are we looking <laughs> for a tall Asian actor? That's exactly what I was about to say. If you said uh, Vince yeah. Vaughn, Sagat is supposed to be from Thailand, but so they what? didn't give a fuck. They did not. Who the fuck played Sagat in this movie? Let's like, see. I'm going to search it. Tall Asian actor. Sagat. 
tall Asian actor. So God, let's see the full cast. They don't even put Sagat in the in the like first couple people. They got him behind T Hawk, who wasn't even in the fucking movie. Okay. West Studi. I don't know who the fuck you are. But he was in Heat. He was in Mystery Men. Oh yeah, he was in Mystery Men. The nigga who plays Sagat was the one who was um the the leader in Mystery Men, the one who was telling them how to become better superheroes and, and I know who could be Sagat. I know who could be Sagat. Who? Dwayne Johnson. Fuck you. <laughs> he can play racial ambiguous person. He is racially ambiguous and he can't jump. He's six foot six. He's six foot six. Tell me which part of him looks like he's from Thailand. He's ripped. I don't give a fuck. He could play E Honda. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> fuck you, bro. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> you know that's perfect. Oh I my god. Cast it, but Hollywood would cast it. They would, but they would also put Miley Cyrus as fucking Cammy. So what? <sighs> Actually, no, Miley Tyler Cyrus. Perry. Yeah, Tyler she Perry. Might be a good she would work as Cammy. I was just thinking about yeah. that. Like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry, 6'5". He can do it. No? You don't want to see Tyler Perry, Sagat? Now, Tyler Perry, Balrog, I would love to see. That, I would love to see. And he's ripped now. Did you see a recent picture of him? No. No. Yeah, Tyler Perry out here in the gym. He's all ripped and cut up. Dude, I don't care what you say about Tyler Perry. He's not going to give you a screen credit. Like, Fuck that dude. He can't act. Hayden. Hayden. I, I, I just... This is my video game movie that they ruined once. I'm not going to let Tyler Perry come in and ruin it again. So you have to act, write in it, direct in it. He can be an actor. He knows how to act. He's been Medea for years. No? Such oh, an okay. oxymoron that you just said. That is literally a conflicting sentence. Okay. He knows how to act. Because He's he been Medea for years. Whatever. What was your favorite scene, Reese? Just, just Derek wants to be mean to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Chun Li and um, M Bison scene where he tells her, you know, it was a Tuesday. Like fuck your feelings. Like that was so great. <laughs> And then it's followed up by the fact that he's still trying to fuck. Like, yo, when I killed your daddy, <laughs> I paid it no mind. Let me keep setting the mood. Yeah, take this drink. <clears throat> Which looked like a Shirley Temple. By the also, way. Also, can we talk about the fact that the fucking cup had spikes coming out of it? Like, if somebody's not looking and they literally grab the cup without looking, they're going to impale themselves. Also, by the way, in the animated movie, they had Chun-Li do a whole shower like naked scene. Just in case people didn't know. Speaking of trying to fuck Chun-Li, they had her like completely butt-ass naked when Vega rolled into her apartment and she starts fighting him. In the animated movie. But the animated movies everybody loves, so, you know. You give it your take. What was your favorite scene, Rashani? Was that the same one? Nigga, it has to be. Like, <laughs> literally, that's the only 
scene that has two actual good actors in it um, who are both like, they're both spitting venom in that scene. I mean, yeah, he said the it was Tuesday line, but she's still getting her feelings out there too. Like she's building up a good head of steam. That was a brilliantly acted scene between two people in a horrible movie. <laughs> that's, that's such a caveat. It <laughs> is. And and you know what? I'm shocked that it's not an MTV Movie Awards thing. Best acted scene in a horrible movie. This would have won. I mean, that would be a, that would be a good podcast. Best acted scenes in bad movies. <laughs> I do not want to watch bad movies just to find a good scene. <laughs> oh God, the movies that we would see be, that would be great. Reese, this this podcast is on such a losing streak recently. I swear to God. Well, we like, got Legend of Chang Lee. Now, you want to? We can scratch Legend of Chang. No, Lee we're not scratching shit. <laughs> we're going. We're powering through this, and mm. then we're gonna do Christmas, and then everything's gonna be okay. Well, Christmas, we'll have good movies. We'll have good holiday movies. Mm, I get we got Friday list. after next, which is a great mm. movie. That's a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie. That's one where Santa Claus breaks into their house and steals their shit. Oh, okay. It's excellent, right? excellent film. We, the only good it. one that's coming out of it is Die Hard. National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. I, I said what I said. <gasps> you don't you like see Christmas how Vacation? See how he's I, disrespecting these great movies? I like two Bad National Lampoon. Okay, Bad Santa, I'll give you that. But I like, fuck me Santa, fuck me Santa. Um, I like <laughs> two uh, National Lampoon movies. One is Vegas Vacation. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because it starred the dude from Can't Hardly Wait. Um awesome. And the other one is the original one. Oh, Wally World? Yeah, the rest of them. Yeah. Like for him to pull up back to get all the way to Wally World and get out and find out they were closed, that was literally, oh, I yeah. died. That was peak angry white man. It that was. was peak angry white man. That's the best angry white man of all time right there. Um, Reese, uh, yeah. you got any shout outs about your, you doing? are you doing the podcast again? Uh, one day just one uh day. yeah follow me on twitter at sipping royalty i'm i'm online sometimes and um i don't know you could subscribe to the podcast it's the nerdy watch everywhere that you get your podcast oh and the sipping royalty podcast you can listen to that but all of that news is old so <laughs> you don't have no more news on um on megan marco and prince sari yeah, but I haven't been doing the podcast, so everything, <laughs> everything I haven't done a, a podcast since like April. So whatever Rashani. was going on in April. What you guys shout out Rashani? I um, took your job over. I, I see that, and I'm okay with that. Um, nah, just the usual shout out to my beloved wife who is still pulling A's uh, in nursing school, like doing the damn thing. Fuck these movies. Fuck everybody who chose these movies. Uh, fuck bad boys, the staff, record label, and this motherfucking crew. And if you think that The Rock would be a good cigar for this movie, then fuck you too. Um, <laughs> and that's really about it. <laughs> like, oh, God. Um, this movie, like, I really... Here's what this month is doing to me. I put off watching this movie so long. Like between watching this and Double Dragon, it just saps all your strength. <laughs> like Reese, you when you hear the Double Dragon review, just know that we mean it. 
Yeah, I just I just saw it. Uh, it came out today, right? Yeah, just know we meant it like that shit. Oh, God. Oh, and listeners, if you want to laugh with us while we're watching these movies, just feel free. Look for the live tweets. Brandon does a live tweet on his uh, Twitter account. I do the live tweet on my Twitter account. We do tag uh, hindsight movie reviews in the initial tweet, and then we just add tweets on top of it so you can click on the thread. But goddamn, I, I still don't know why that nigga, why that white woman had that shoe. Like, no, I don't. Why was she running holding that goddamn shoe? She was standing in the middle of a dirt road with one fucking shoe on. That shit hurts. Why is she wearing one shoe? Fuck this movie. I got a shout out to Reese and her city. Uh, we do evergreen content. Yes. But I got a shout out Philly for saving the saving the country. Saving yeah. me. So y'all, y'all saved the country. So thank you. We appreciate that. Um, and I felt pretty good the last two days. You gotta admit. Me felt too. Goddamn good. Yeah, I felt great. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't think I was gonna feel good, but I felt fucking good. So I had to shout that out, even though we try to keep it evergreen. But you know, that's that's a big deal. So. Did y'all know that John Claude Van Damme turned down the role of Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat to do this film? He would have been terrible, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage no, is one of the best parts of that film. A, he can do the splits and punch people in the balls, though. Yes, but Johnny, wait till we watch that. Johnny Cage is one of the best parts of that film. Yeah, but it's Mortal Kombat. So, so next week we are supposedly going to have one. I think as of now we're going to have one. Lauren from the Two World Girls podcast to review Street Fighter: Legend of Chun Li. Um, I've never seen that film, so like that. that should, that should be interesting. Um, and then after that, we have both Mortal Kombat films. So Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Annihilation. According to the director, Capcom loved this movie. We should have done Assassin's Fist. We should. We should. No, we shouldn't have. We, we're, we're no. We're not going to go find the good one. This is literally the Street Fighter that led to a fucking video game <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> Check this out. This is the last thing I'm going to say as far as a uh, trivia. Ming-Na said that she cringed after seeing the finished film for the first time and told her ER co-star, George Clooney, that she feared her career would be over. George Clooney casually remarked, oh, honey, it takes a lot to ruin a career. I should know. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Batman forever. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was. Uh, he, he wouldn't know. <laughs> If that don't that did ruin what's uh Chris uh O'Donnell's career. He did shit after that. He did nothing after that. Uh anything else you got, Reese, before we get out of here? No, that's it. So one last thing, I'm sorry. In 2003, he was actually John Cloud Van Damme was working on the sequel Street Fighter Two for Universal, which it released the original. Several cast members have been hired to join him in the sequel, including his Universal Soldier co-star Dolph Lundgren in an unrevealed role. Uh, Damien Chapa from Blood In, Blood Out would have reprised his role as Kim Masters. Byron Mann was reportedly in to return as Ryu. However, after a few years of trying to get the sequel off the ground, the project never materialized and any plans for a sequel were scrapped in favor of a reboot, which became Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li. Oh God, I'm not looking forward to watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Reese, you're welcome back anytime you want. Um, oh yes, most definitely. Anytime you want. When we maybe you next time you'll come, you won't have to do such a terrible, 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 terrible movie. Um, yeah, call who, oh, a good bad movie. We we have a bunch of good movies that are Reese. Uh, I mean, Derek, who's somebody um, for it. Yeah, get, who give us an update on January on the on oh, the votes. dude. Like it's a wrap. Um, so for January at this point in time, we are still doing the poll over at the Facebook group, which is Hindsight Mirror Reviews on Facebook. It's not hard to find. Um, currently, the polls have not been pretty, as far as I'm concerned. Like I don't, I, as far as I'm concerned, like. The next thing we're going to be doing, it looks like, is rapper movies. So we're going to be, I mean, after Christmas. So we'll be talking about Belly and State Property Part 2 and probably Vanilla Ice is Cold as Ice. Reese, you're a Philly girl. State Property. Get down or lay down. The movie. I just want to remind people (laughs) that one thing that happened in State Property Part 2 is that they gave all of the rappers who were affiliated with Rockefeller their own gangs, which is why Kanye West and the Conman was a real fucking thing. Oh my I don't God. know why you picked that. I don't know why you picked Street Fighter. <laughs> I, we enjoy Street. We got Raul Julia. What are we going to get on State Property too? Uh, fucking Freeway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Philadelphia Freeway. That's Philadelphia boy. Freeway. Oh, and a oh. fucking nigga named El Pollo Loco. The Broad Street Bully, Beanie and, Siegel. And El Pollo Loco. Oh, Cameron's in it? You know, I I, I stand for Cameron, so. Cameron is in the movie, and so is Mariah Carey. Excuse playing me? Dame what, Dash's what? girlfriend. What? She Hold acts. On. What? She acts in that movie. Just wait. We'll be there in January. But December is all booked up for Christmas because, you know, holiday movies. Uh, y'all can check out the Facebook page again. It is Hindsight Movie Reviews. You can ha- check out the Twitter uh, page. It is Hindsight Reviews, R-E-V-U-E-S. Uh, you can email us at hindsightmoviereviews at gmail.com. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I am so disappointed in this movie. Like I, I can't really make it clear enough to y'all that this movie, don't watch it. Even if you like Street Fighter, there's nothing to come out of this movie except for pain and embarrassment. For Reese and for Brandon, I'm Derek. Thank y'all so much for checking us out. We really do appreciate it. Fuck you, Donald Trump. We're out. Peace. Bye. Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.